On the sixth day of Christmas, SpinSucks gave to you six SEO tricks, five breakable habits, four PRM tools, three AI experts, two PR trends, and one mindset shift in a pear tree. Welcome to the sixth day of Christmas at SpinSucks. We're not really talking about SEO tricks per se. I use that only because it fits better in the lyrics of the song. And if you'd like to sing along next time, let's do that. <laughs> it's more like SEO best practices. SEO or search engine optimization can often feel a bit like magic. We know we should know how it works, but do we really? It turns out it's not magic. We don't have to be David Copperfield, and it's pretty easy for a communicator to add to one's skill set. After today, you'll know how to incorporate six SEO best practices into your communications planning and be magical and prosperous all at one time. If you're a communications pro who works hard, doesn't compromise quality, and gets the job done, welcome home. We'll share our tips, tricks, and stories, and together we will change the face of PR. Spin sucks, but we don't. With the Spin Sucks podcast, here's Jenny Dietrich. Welcome back to the Spin Sucks podcast. I'm Jenny Dietrich. Yes, this is the sixth day of Christmas, but you should have 12 keywords, one for each month of the year. You'll hear lots of people talk about a priority list of 10, and that's fine. I just prefer 12 so that you have one focus per month. This does not mean all of your content for an entire month has to focus on one keyword, au contraire. It does mean that at least once a month, you're developing content that focuses on that keyword. For instance, one of our priority keywords is, not surprisingly, the peso model. Can you imagine if we only produce peso model content for an entire month? The blog would be boring. This podcast would be boring. Everything would be boring. Heck, I would be bored. I love advocating for the peso model, but geez, Louise, enough is enough. But throw in one peso model episode and maybe two blog posts and then ask me anything with someone who has effectively used it inside their organization and one Facebook Live with a professor who teaches it. Suddenly, we have some interesting content without being boring. This approach also allows you to test which content track works best for your audience, video, uh, written, or audio, or a combination. Your keyword of the month should be the linchpin, or dare I say, the keystone <laughs> of your owned and earned media. What that looks like in your communications plan is this. You produce some content that's focused on your monthly keystone or priority keyword, and make sure it's on your site with the appropriate title tags, alt text, and meta descriptions. If you don't know what those things are, become very familiar with Moz, M-O-Z, Moz, Moz.com. They have an entire library dedicated to helping you figure out the basics, and they make it really, really, really easy to understand. Then you want to let the content sit on your site for a couple of weeks. This allows Google to begin to crawl the content and understand that you are an expert on the topic. Let the spiders do their job while you focus on some other things. Once a couple of weeks has passed since you hit publish, it's time to grease your media relations chops. In this instance, I prefer to pitch contributed content because I can control the message and the very important link that comes back to my website. But really, any media relations will work. Uh, interviews, bylines, op-eds, contributed content, sources, just a quote, that all works as long as you have the link. 
Create a small list of publications and blogs that accept contributed content and also write on your topic. So don't be pitching spin sucks with automotive stuff, for instance. In the example I used earlier, I would want to pitch publications and blogs that talk about the peso model, PR Week, Mashable, PR Daily, and others. Once they've accepted content on your topic, this is where you become an SEO master. Write the article and make sure it follows all the great rules about storytelling and messaging and value. And then add one little thing. Make sure your priority keyword is used as the anchor text that includes a link back to your site on the same topic. Pretty important. Very important. Let me talk you through how this might work. Okay, so let's say I pitch PR Week and they agree to run an article on the Peso model. Awesome. I write something worthy of their website and their readers. It's something that they would appreciate. It's very valuable to them. And in that article, I highlight the words peso model and I hyperlink them to a peso model article on Spin Sucks. Now, what I've done is I've told Google that a highly valuable site like PR Week thinks Spin Sucks is the expert on the peso model and we get a gold star. You want to get gold stars, just like in school. It's very important to get gold stars. And that's how you want this to work. Choose one word per month. Create content for your site. It can be audio, video, and or written content. And then pitch the media outlets. And once approved, include your priority keyword in the article with a link to the content on your site on the same topic. Voila, you are becoming an SEO master. Now, let's say you don't pitch contributed content or you have a media outlet or blog where you want to garner a feature or interview or even be included in a roundup, predictions, that kind of stuff. The anchor text and link work here too. You just have to ask for it. Now, 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 I can hear you saying, I can't ask a journalist to include a link to my site. Oh, my friend, this is just what you're telling yourself or that's your head trash as a client of ours calls it. They will include a link. And most won't mind that you've asked. Some will, but most won't. They know how the SEO game is played and it helps them as much as it helps you. I've only ever had two journalists tell me no. One was TechCrunch and try as I might, they kept saying no. And the other was the Chicago Tribune, which made me mad because I freaking live here and I know those people. So I went around to the digital director instead and I asked him, as it turns out, he used to work for me and he had no problem including the link. The moral of the story is this, you absolutely can ask for the link and for them to use your priority keyword as anchor text. If you don't ask, you can't be told no or yes for that matter. So ask, get the link. It's very important both from an SEO perspective and to track results. Now we're on to the third SEO best practice, understanding domain authority, what it is, what it means for your own search results, and how getting a link from a media website helps. Domain authority is a search engine ranking score developed by Moz that predicts how well a website will rank on search engine result pages. A domain authority score ranges from 1 to 100 with higher scores corresponding to a greater ability to rank. So to give you some context, the New York Times has a domain authority of 95. If you get a link from them to content on your website, you will have found the golden ticket. But you don't have to just use the New York Times. You have to use sites that have a higher domain authority than your own. Another example, Spin Sucks, I think we're like 65 or 66. So if your domain authority is 40, that's something you want to consider because we have a higher domain authority than your own. 
if your domain authority is 70, we can't help you. Okay. So go to Moz to figure out your website's domain authority. Click on the free SEO tools in the upper right-hand corner and drop in your site's URL into the box. Hit the yellow analyze domain button and it will give you a score. Most organizations' websites range from 20 to 40. So don't panic if yours is in that range. It's totally normal. Now that you know your domain authority, your goal is to work with media outlets and blogs that have a higher domain authority than your own. So when you create your small media list to pitch for contributed content or other media opportunities, make sure every site on the list has a higher domain authority than yours. It certainly doesn't hurt if it's lower, but it's not going to help either from an SEO perspective. It's going to help from awareness and all the other things that we do, but it's not going to help from an SEO perspective. It's going to be really tempting to watch your domain authority daily or weekly, especially right after a story is published that has your priority keyword and link included. Do not do that. Your domain authority will fluctuate. It'll go up when a story is published and it'll go down when Google makes a change to their algorithm. And it also doesn't update automatically. So when you keep hitting refresh, it's not helpful. There are two things that you can do to prevent panic. Number one, keep an eye on the domain authority of your competitors too. So if their score drops when yours does, you know it's an algorithm change. If theirs stays the same or increases and yours has gone down, you know you have some work to do on your own website. The second is I wrote an article about this on SpinSucks, which I will link to in the show notes. And it talks about what to do when your domain authority drops. This will help you maintain your sanity. All right, so three best best practices down, three to go. I'll be back in just a second. There are two things I want you to know about. The first is the Fundamentals of Media Measurement course that we just launched with Muckrack. And the second is the PESO model certification. Both will help you evolve your career this year as you learn how to measure your work using the PESO model to get you there. The Fundamentals of Media Measurement course can teach you how to measure your earned media efforts create a successful measurement strategy, and report on your success. It will take you about two hours, but it has quick bite-sized lessons you can take when convenient. It has actionable tips, step-by-step approaches, and examples from Jonna Burke, Christopher Penn, and me. Go to mrac.co slash spinsucks to learn more, get registered, and start your measurement journey today. That's mrac.co slash spinsucks. Please be sure to use that link because I get a gold star every time someone registers and I love gold stars. And for those of you who need to evolve your career, learn how to integrate the work you do with marketing and amp up your measurement efforts. The PESO model certification is for you. Step up your game with an academically accredited PESO model certification from Spin Sucks and the SI Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Learn more about that by going to spinsucks.com slash academy, or you can go to spinsucks.com and click on academy in the navigation. And now back to the show. You're busy. I'm busy. Everyone's busy, which means no one has time to redo work. To avoid having to do that, optimize your content for online voice and mobile as you create it. And that is best practice number four. When you optimize to be found online, you want to make sure you always do what we talked about earlier. Title tags, alt text, subheads, and meta description, all with your priority keyword included. Great. One of my favorite articles to help with this is our blog checklist, of course, because we wrote it. (laughs) 
that's a little self-serving, but I'll link to it in the show notes. This works for any type of content that you'll publish online. When you optimize for voice search, you want to consider how people might ask questions of their voice activated assistants and create your content in that way. People tend to speak in a more natural conversational language when performing a voice search. The words they use and how they phrase them are different. Voice search is a conversation with a device and voice queries are longer than typical searches. For example, if you were to find a coffee search by online, you would type best coffee shops, right? But if you're asking your voice activated assistant, you'll ask <clears throat> her name who's not to be said out loud because she'll answer me. What's the best coffee shop near me? Or who sells the best espresso near me? Tom Jager wrote a really good piece on SpinSux last year on this topic that you can refer to as you create content for online voice and mobile. I'll link to that in the show notes as well. And last but definitely not least, Optimizing for mobile means your visitors don't have to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll to lead, read one paragraph. You know what I'm talking about. Keep your paragraphs reasonably short. Make sure your images are high enough resolution that they can be viewed, but also don't have to be pinched to be made bigger. And that videos have captions for those of us who don't like to watch with the volume on because I'm always afraid that there's going to be some F-bomb in the middle of something and my kid's going to be listening. So always have the volume off on my end. Captions, please. <laughs> All of this can take a little getting used to, but you'll be happy you did when you don't have to republish your content three times to get the full value out of it. Number five. For about a decade now, we've been talking about the importance of creating the best piece of content for your topic on the internet. That's it. That's all you have to worry about. If it's the best piece of content for your topic on the internet, you're going to win. You're going to win from an inbound marketing perspective, from an SEO perspective, from a brand awareness perspective, from a credibility and expertise, you're going to win. If you create the best piece of content for the topic on the internet, it will not matter what Google does to its algorithms. You will always ring high in search because no one else has anything better. If you create expertise, your content and your website by proxy will have authority, which then begins to build trust. When you create the very best content for your topic on the internet, you automatically gain all three of those. And where Google is today, your best piece of content for the topic on the internet gets even more gold stars. And we like those gold stars because it actually reads or hears or watches as good content. If your communication strategy has evolved to create for humans first, robots second, you will continue to be rewarded. So what does that look like? Answer the questions your prospects, customers, loyalists, and ambassadors ask with your content. Marcus Sheridan popularized, <laughs> wow, that was challenging, this idea many years ago and then formalized it in his book, They Ask, You Answer. This strategy still works, and the best part is this works for both traditional search and voice activated. If you answer the questions your people ask, you will be found. The moral of the story is this. Don't stress about all the Google updates. As long as you always create the best content on the internet for your topic, it won't matter. You'll still rank. You'll still have SEO prowess. It'll be amazing. The sixth and final SEO best practice is that you should never, ever ever write for robots. Yes, we've just spent some time talking about priority keywords and domain authority and meta descriptions and alt text and more. You definitely need to keep those things in mind. But if they rule your content, you won't have the best piece on the topic anywhere, let alone on the internet. 
you know what this looks like. It's content on a website that looks like somebody threw up a bunch of keywords and phrases that don't make any sense. They're less obvious today, but they certainly still exist. Do not do that. If somebody wants you to do that, fight back. It's a battle you should fight. Do not do it. While the goal is always to get on the first page of Google results so prospects can find you, you won't achieve that if you don't write for humans first. If you follow the other five best practices outlined here, you'll master search engine optimization because it will have been produced for human beings. And human beings, after all, are who buy, not robots. Produce the very best piece of content on the internet for your topic every time while using the tips outlined today, and you will win at the SEO game while your competitors try to figure out what the heck you're doing that has garnered you so many results. In the end, while you must master SEO if you create content, it isn't the only source of new leads. It must be used in tandem with other tools you have at your disposal in today's digital world. Implementing these six SEO best practices will help you go forth and prosper. And if you need help or have questions, you know you can find us in the very best online community for communicators at spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. That's spinsucks.com slash spin hyphen sucks hyphen community. I'll see you next week. If you're ready to change the face of PR, make sure you subscribe to the Spin Sucks podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating and a review. 